Hello and welcome to the End-Stage Renal Disease Treatment Choices Learning Collaborative, or ETCLC, podcast series. In these episodes, we'll hear from transplant, donation, and organ procurement organization professionals as they share their experiences, data-proven interventions, and lessons learned as we collectively strive toward our national aims for more kidneys transplanted and fewer kidneys discarded. So the transformation package um, and the recipe for success, um, I think it started with this, which is something that I had um, basically met with our executive leadership uh, a long time ago, and I brought this change package. Uh, This is something that the National Learning Congress uh, came up with back in the uh, 2006 or 2007 when the Lewin Group uh, initially worked with HRSA to, to look at best performing programs. And these were the six pillars, the institutional uh, pillars of institutional vision and commitment, dedicated team and financial intelligence, and the clinical pillars of family-centered care, aggressive style, and performance outcomes. I think these six still stand today. uh, And I had to do that within my program, creating identity, uh, recognizing the role within our department and our hospital network, defining an accountable quality team, what tools were we going to use to benchmark against, uh, how to develop reporting and communication process and developing a tracking and monitoring database so we knew our performance outcomes better than anyone else and before any of the regulatory agencies knew it. Um, We need to be accountable for our own program before anyone else can. And Kevin asked about the secret sauce, and and I've gotten a lot of questions about what is the secret sauce, both within my institution and outside of the institution, and I love to talk about it. And I really didn't know what it was. What was the magic? What was really working? And, and I think this is what this is what it's all about. I, it started with a culture. It starts with culture, and that culture is a culture of yes. It's about saying yes and being collaborative and being courageous and being compassionate uh, for patients. And a team that is driven to do more uh, and do it with transparency is really going to be able to create an opportunity. Having a data-driven performance excellence program is what we are built upon. We have a robust data collection and review process and reporting process. And I basically drive this and I tell people that if it isn't measurable, then we really shouldn't be doing it. We should be focusing on things that we can measure, that we know that we can say we're doing well or not doing well and we need to improve upon. And each member of our team has a performance improvement project that they're working on that they measure themselves for their own work performance and they drive that and they and they ultimately that rolls all the way up into our uh, transplant leadership we have a strong waitlist management program and that waitlist management program really optimizes the organ acceptance for the right patient and i think the key here is accept the right organ for the right patient you can take the right organ for the wrong patient and have a really bad outcome And the magic here is finding the right patient. I talk about three levels of risk in our program. There's medical risk, there's immunologic risk, there's psychosocial risk. And we're really good at those three at deciding which patients should be put on the waiting list. But we're not so great at understanding what the fourth level of risk is. And that fourth level of risk is the organ, is the organ itself. And if you take a low-risk organ and put it into a low-risk patient, the outcomes are great. If you take a low-risk organ and put it into a high-risk patient, the outcomes are great. If you take a high-risk 
organ and put it into a high-risk patient, the outcomes are not great. And so that is the key to optimizing organ selection and organ and how to allocate. And part of the problem with our organ allocation system is that it doesn't account for that judgment. And that's something I'm gonna talk a little bit more about. Um, the OPO partnerships for shared success is really incredible. And I would say increasing efficiency of organ acceptance and high reliability in organ placement is what it's all about. And the one great thing I love about the organ allocation changes, which I was complaining about for about three years uh, moving into this saying, you know, going from working with one OPO in New Jersey to working with 12 OPOs in my 250 mile radius, I thought was going to be a great disadvantage. And in many ways it was because the work went, the, the work drastically increased for everybody and that created stress in the system. But what really works is now I have 12 local OPOs instead of one, and I can build upon those relationships uh, and increase efficiency of organ acceptance in a, in a broader area. And I think that has really worked to our success. Thank you for listening to this episode of the ETCLC podcast series. We encourage you to steal shamelessly, as we say, any recommendations and best practices shared by the presenters and their organizations. We encourage you to listen to our other podcasts that help support and improve your transplant work. Also visit our LinkedIn page, ETCLC. Follow us on X, formerly Twitter, at ETCLC1, and check out our YouTube channel for more resources available at esrd etclc